This is episode 17 of Viv and Dave's Adventures in Retirement. This is uh, something of a departure. Christmas coming up, we're thinking of family, and especially Viv's mum, Val, who died during the pandemic, though not of the pandemic. Um, And the money she's left has funded this whole adventure. So what follows is Viv's tribute to her mum, Valerie Collins, later Howard, later Marshall, uh, born in 1930, uh, died last year. I'm sitting in the Brisbane sunshine, enjoying a glass of wine at 10 o'clock in the morning. Like they say, it's five o'clock somewhere. And that's a sentiment of which my mum would have approved. She was a feminist, although she didn't call herself that. But, for instance, she uh, kept me when she was unmarried and had refused to marry my father. Both of which I'm grateful for. She kept me, although she was encouraged to have me adopted. And she later married Bill who I knew as my dad. She met Bill through the Scouts. She and he ran a Scout and Cubs pack together. And I think that's partly what gave her an independent spirit and her love of camping and her absolute extraordinary ability to read Ordnance Survey maps. She worked for the Civil Service all her working life. She chose that because they gave women equal pay long before most other organisations or any private company did. They also had good pay and conditions which suited her. She believed strongly that women should have control of their own fertility and to that end she took part in trials to test the then new contraceptive pill in the 1960s. She enjoyed work, but more than the work itself, she enjoyed the social side of things. She made lots of friends that she kept throughout her life and used to organise work outings. And every year she wrote the office pantomime and she wrote songs for it and she'd read out dialogue to me and say if it was all right, absolutely dripping with innuendo, but it was hilarious. She was always really funny. And it wasn't just work. She loved family. Her brother Alan and me and my dad and her nieces and nephews and her cousins, who she was always really close to. Not to mention the numerous cats and dogs that shared our home over the years. And um, she was always really kind to my friends. And I only realised later, with the social conscience that she had, She recognised that some of those friends weren't so well off and she'd say, oh, invite so-and-so round for a tea or we're going out for a day. Why don't you bring this friend or that friend? And and she'd take us out um, to the putting green on summer evenings. She was really kind and considerate and was absolutely thrilled when grandchildren and great-grandchildren came along. Mum was a proud scouser and made it her mission to find out everything about Liverpool. She even worked as a tour guide 
at Speak Hall, making sure she knew absolutely everything about it before talking about the place. But she decided to move with my dad. Uh, They were going to sell up and go and live in different parts of the country. They'd rent houses and then go somewhere else. Sadly, my dad didn't live long enough to fulfil that dream. But that's partly the inspiration of Dave and I travelling the world while we can. You just never know the minute, do you? And so she's behind that, behind us, uh, our journey. And I say journey, not in an X-factor kind of way, but physically a journey. Mum got married again to Bert in uh, 2005 when she was 75. She said he had a portable drill and knew how to use it and ahead of her she could dance barefoot through. Marvellous sentiments. She was happy with Bert and then when after he died in 2014 she became a little isolated and wasn't happy. So in 2018 she came to live near us in Hebden Bridge and those last three years of her life were really happy apart from the lockdown period. But even then, she would take sandwiches and sit by the river on the marina and she found some geese eggs and watched them hatch and looked at the goslings when they were born. She still found some comfort there. But when she moved into Butler's Wharf, one of her neighbours, Gwen, said, we used to be neighbours But when Val arrived, she turned us into a community. And she did. She got people together. They had tea and coffee together. They went out. So she really made her mark in those last few years. And one last little story about my mum. She expressed surprise that my daughter, Cathy, her granddaughter, hadn't got any romance in her life after splitting up from the father of her children. And she said, I don't know why, because she's lovely. Why hasn't she found anyone? And I said, well, actually she has, but she gets the other bus these days. She's found someone, but it's another woman. And after a brief pause, my mum said, well, I think that's lovely. I think women understand each other better than men do. And after all, if you've already had your kids and the man isn't a keeper, what's the point of him? And then she said... I don't know what they do in the dark, but I don't need to, do I? Because I'm 90, (laughs) said mum. My mum's ashes are scattered in three different places. First of all, in the Mersey at Hale, uh, near Hale Lighthouse, where she used to have friends. We had a lovely little ceremony for her. Secondly, at uh, Carog in North Wales, which was a place much beloved by her and her brother Alan. And Alan and his wife Roz scattered them there. And thirdly, at a part of the Mersey that goes through Manchester, where my daughters, Cathy and Daisy, and their children, Manny, Otis, Dylan, Kizzy and Mia, scattered them and had a bench commissioned. 
The bench has a plaque on with some of the lyrics from Valerie by Liverpool band The Zootons, but covered by Amy Winehouse. And the, uh, the lyrics on the plaque read, Sometimes I go out by myself and I look across the water. And that bench has brought great comfort for, to all of us. It's accessible. We can just go and sit on it and think of her. And um, so, yeah, she is remembered and loved. And I would like to read out a letter that I've written to her. Here it is. Dear Mum, I miss you so much and I think about you every day. We wouldn't be on this trip without you. You were part of the inspiration for it. You, We've grabbed the opportunity while we could because Dad didn't live long enough for you to sell up and live in different parts of the country. No one knows how long they have. And also because of the generous provision in your will meant that we could afford it. We went to Paris knowing that you had gone there for your 21st birthday. I lit a candle for you at the Sacré-Cœur and then we went to Notre Dame where the story of the fire and the rebuilding was displayed outside. We went into the Rockefeller Centre in New York which you recommended last time we went. We stayed with all my siblings. I'm sorry you never got to meet them. They're all lovely in their different ways. And I met up with Tessa, their mum, who I knew you'd have got on with. Now we're in Australia in boiling hot weather in the run-up to Christmas. Not sure you'd have coped with the heat, but you'll be pleased that we're staying with our friend Dennis, who you liked, and his family. Next it's Sydney and after that Canberra and Chura where we'll be staying with Kim riding. You always liked Kim and we and you were good friends with their mum Anne who, like your mutual friend Mary, went far too soon. We'll be raising a large gin and tonic to the three of you. Bye mum. Love you.